It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. By defeating the New York Giants on Sunday, the Washington football team improved to 7-10 and 10 on the year and may have pushed themselves out of the top 10 in the 2022 NFL Draft. We discuss the game and ramifications on this episode of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're Locked On the Washington football team, the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm Dave Harrison, writer for SI.com's Man Nation. He's Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Medhurst show on the Team 980 Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern and on the Odyssey app. We thank you for making the Locked On Washington football team podcast first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, and we are on Twitter at Russellmania621, at DHarrison82, and at LockedWFTPod. This podcast brought to you by OnlineGambling.com, the place to be for all the latest gambling news and tips throughout the NFL playoffs. Visit OnlineGambling.com slash NFL to get the edge over the competition throughout this year's playoffs. Chris, the season is over. Win or lose, no matter what the result was, the Watch football team is going home, and this is the last time unless uh, the franchise really just pulls a rug out from everybody and the full-time permanent name moving forward is Washington football team. This is the last time we'll see the Washington football team on the field. They leave in winning fashion, defeating the New York Giants 22 to 7, again, improving to 7 and 2 and 10, and snapping their own four game losing streak. And, and again, they talked about before the game a little bit in, in the early parts of the game, going on a four game losing streak, four game winning streak, four game losing streak, finishing with a win. So maybe this means that the Washington and whoever's are going to win the first three games of 2022. We'll have to obviously wait and see if they sweep the Giants. And Taylor Heineke not only started, but played all game long. So let's start there, not only with your general thoughts about the game, just, just from an overall standpoint, but also the fact that Taylor Heineke complete, played the, the entire game. Zero film, basically, for Washington on a Kyle Allen from the 2021 season. Yeah, so a couple of things. Uh, first of all, um, I think, you know, I, I think anybody that listened to our last episode and anybody that listened to me throughout the week, Uh, on the radio show or on Twitter knows that uh, this game was completely insignificant to me uh, and that a win actually hurt the Washington football team. We'll get into the draft, um, I guess, positioning issue a little bit later on, David. But, you know, I I don't know what a win does for you here other than gets a really sour taste out of your mouth and makes it sort of sour. I mean, who could walk into the offseason going – Yep, feel really, really, really good about the way things are going. Not like last year. One year ago, one year ago, actually on Sunday, Taylor Heineke and the Washington football team battled their asses off and almost beat Tom Brady and the eventual Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You felt good about going into that offseason. You don't feel good regardless of a win or a loss this year, I guess, again, you feel a little bit better about a win, a little bit, but I'm being honest with you. A win really did nothing for me on Sunday. Uh, and maybe that's the, 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 the jadedness in me. 
Uh, maybe if I was younger and and more, you know, pom pom waving, mm-hmm. I would feel differently. But I am what I am. Twenty two seven. I mean, you know, I guess I guess you'd rather again walk in with a little bit of a better feeling than a bad bad feeling. But it really just doesn't do enough for me. Um, you know, as far as Heineke goes, nine of eighteen, one hundred and twenty yards. He had one really, really, really good pass to Terry McLaurin uh, for 40 yards down the left sideline in stride, perfect timing, location, everything. David, everything else was awful. I'm sorry. Everything else was awful. And that's a fairly good Giants defense. It's not a great Giants defense by any means. No, it wasn't the best weather day. It wasn't horrible uh, as well. Uh, you want horrible at Giant Stadium or at MetLife Stadium? I was there in 2013 in Mike and Kyle Shanahan's last game in a blistering rain, 35 degrees. They knew they were all getting fired. It was just a matter of time. Yeah. They had Kirk Cousins then in his second year, David, throw the ball like 52 times because they were just trying to totally bleep with Dan Snyder and Bruce Allen. You you know, like I, I was there. I, I was in that. I was on the sidelines that day. This wasn't that this was just unfortunately. And I know this is long winded another meh at best day for Taylor Heineke. Yeah, I mean, you know, like you said, nine for eighteen hundred twenty yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. All he should have had one. Thanks, to Terry McLaurin. Uh, that didn't happen. Seventy-one point five quarterback rating. So not, you know, not a banner day for him. I mean, he's going to be the winning quarterback. He's going to come off the field smiling and all that. But it just kind of goes back to show you what we what we talked about during the winning streak as well. I mean, uh, Taylor Heineke played. You know, admittedly, he played better football during that winning streak than he did obviously when they're losing. But at the end of the day. This is not a Washington football team that could win relying on Taylor Heineke. You needed to basically minimize the damage that Taylor Heineke could do to your team by relying on the defense, by relying on the ground game. 21 carries for Antonio Gibson, 146 yards. Uh, Williams chips in with seven for 45. Patterson, six for 21. I mean, this team leaned on the run, and you go back to those winnings or the, the four-game winning streak, they leaned on the run and the defense as well by scoring early. Uh, you know, obviously they helped out by the New York Giants just basically refusing to take a field goal on their own first possession uh, of the game. But if you get into a shootout or a back and forth matchup where you have to start relying on Taylor Heineke as a quarterback, he's he's shown I and mean, we've seen it this year. Um, and that was kind of the confusing part for me, because for a team that refused to play their starters in the final preseason game, when you literally have a, a season's worth of future to prepare for, to get in rhythm for, to get into football shape for to play your starters in this game where you have nothing to play for tomorrow, you're going to wake up not playing football anymore. You're going to wake up doing your exit interviews and getting ready for vacation. No matter what the result is, the only real benefit you can gain from this game is figuring out who some of your players are for the future. And I'm talking about guys like Kyle Allen, Jared Patterson is one who got some action. So that's good. John Bates, Adam Humphreys, Cam Sims, Deandre Carter, Deami Brown, those guys, not Terry McLaurin, who leads the team in targets. And I love Terry McLaurin, so I, so I love seeing it. Not Antonio Gibson, who leads the team with 21 carries. And again, there are some other things that, that go into that that we'll talk about here in a minute. But at the end of the day, Washington is going to leave with a win for the 2021 regular season, and that's it. And in the grand scheme of things, that doesn't really mean anything because you're not getting any more tape on people that you don't know about. 
You're not getting any more confirmation about players. You think you might have something in for the future. You're not getting any better in draft position. You're not getting any better in playoff positioning. You literally, the only thing you gain is if you're Ron Rivera, your coaching winning percentage looks a little bit better. If you're Taylor Heineke, your starting winning quarterback winning percentage looks a little bit better because even though wins and losses aren't quarterback stats, we all know they get counted as quarterback stats. And then Antonio Gibson, Terry McLaurin uh, have some individual milestones that I'm happy they got. Don't get me wrong, but the potential trade-off is, is not necessarily worth the rub. We're going to get into what they achieved. We're going to get into the, again, the ramification. You hate to talk about a win in this way, but we're going to talk about the ramifications of winning and then some of what some of Ron Rivera said as well, Chris. But first, we've got a couple messages from some friends of the show. Absolutely. Uh, it is the new year, uh, as everybody knows. And if you're into New Year's resolutions, and who isn't? Well, it's time for many of us to get healthier, to eat better. And part of that regime, part of that resolution moving forward should be, as we always tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And hell, I'll say it, it's better than a candy bar. 100% soft, easy to chew, covered in chocolate, and so many delicious flavors. But here's the best part. It's not like your standard candy bar at the store or wherever you might get it. It's got 130 calories approximately per bar, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, about 17 grams of protein. You compare that to your regular candy bar, that's at least double those numbers, if not even more. All that sugar rotting your teeth, you don't want that. And again, so many delicious flavors to choose from, whether you want David's favorite mint brownie, my favorite, the peanut butter brownie, or whether you're a cookies and cream or a salted caramel kind of guy or gal, whatever you want. Go to built.com, use the promo code uh, LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Washington football team fans, your team may not be in the playoffs, but the playoffs are still there and you can win along with the teams that are competing. We're all looking for an edge these days, and I'd like to thank OnlineGambling.com for sponsoring today's podcast. If you don't know already, OnlineGambling.com is a website dedicated to giving gamblers the edge. Throughout the playoffs, they're providing you with the best NFL tips, news, and more to help make your bets as informed as ever. OnlineGambling.com gives gamblers the edge by providing the best and most trusted experience online all day, every day inspiring every gambler in the world to beat the odds. Don't make emotional decisions with your hard-earned dollars. Make informed decisions with information sourced by experts. Be sure to consult OnlineGambling.com before placing your bets. OnlineGambling.com is on a mission to be the world's most empowering gambling and betting site, giving gamblers the edge by providing the best and most trusted experience online all day, every day. Make sure you visit OnlineGambling.com NFL for all the latest gambling news and tips to give you the edge throughout the playoffs. Remember, onlinegambling.com slash NFL to make the most of this year's NFL playoffs. All right, thanks for making the Lockdown Washington football team podcast. Who knows how much longer we're going to be named that. Uh, your first listen each and every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Along with David Harrison, you can follow him on Twitter at DHarrison82. You can follow the podcast at LockWFDPod. And you can follow me, Chris Russell, at Russellmania621. Why don't we fire up the voicemail line? We want to hear more from you guys. Keep them coming. Uh, we'll obviously have more time during the offseason to get your voicemails in. So please 
Hit us up, 301-615-3577, 301-615-3577. One of our very best is Mark in Fort Stewart. Hey, what's up, Dave? What's up, Chris? It's your boy Mark from Fort Stewart. I know this has been a very disappointing season. I know a lot of fans are upset, but there's a couple things, a couple, couple bright spots we got to look forward to is the, the new name. Hopefully people like it. I know people are going to grow to love it if you're a true fan. But one thing I was thinking about is the future of this team and knowing Terry McLaren is going to be a solid um, uh, receiver on his offense. But um, I was thinking about the draft and who we're going to have at quarterback next year. And honestly, from the draft, I don't think we're going to get one. But what do you think about Jameis Winston, which I think he's going to stay in New Orleans, or even a Mitch Trubinsky, right, who went to the Pro Bowl in 2018? Do you think that Scott Turner can possibly um, and maybe revive his career? He's still pretty young, mobile, big guy, strong arm. And then you draft someone like the uh, receiver out of uh, Ohio State, um, or the receiver out of um, uh, Alabama, or, or Alabama, James Williams. So what do you think about that? All right. Thank you, guys. Stay blessed. All right. Thank you, Mark. As always, appreciate you. Uh, and, uh, again, please hit up our voicemail line. We'll have more time, obviously, now that the game portion of the season is over. Uh, David, I don't know how you want to react to that. I mean – um, you know, again, I think this quarterback pursuit and make no mistake about it, there is yeah. a full on pursuit starting right here, this moment now, and it's already started behind the scenes. They just haven't right. told you that, uh, they are going to look for a number one quarterback because they know Taylor Heineke isn't it. And they know Kyle Allen is not it. No offense to any of those guys. They're not it. Uh, no. I'd be surprised. Uh, I'll just say this for myself. I'd be surprised if the plan is to go the Mitch Trubisky, Marcus Mariota, um, you know, uh, uh, Jameis Winston, you know, name your Jag, veteran free agent, quarterback route, and couple that with a high draft pick. I'm not saying oh. I'm not saying that won't happen that way, but I strongly believe the first order of business is to acquire a veteran quarterback via trade. Right. I mean, if, if you go, if you look at the draft, right, where, where Washington's going to end up drafting, you're either trading up or you're getting the second or third best quarterback in the draft. And listen, there there's, it, it's always possible that the second or third quarterback in the draft could be the best quarterback in that class. I'm not saying that, but oftentimes in the scouting community, there's a reason that guy is falling down the board outside the top five, outside the top 10. And it's not because people think that he's a franchise quarterback. Uh, but then, you know, you go back to uh, Matt Leiner, Vince Young, and Jay Cutler, who had the most successful career out of the three. Jay Cutler did. He was the third one taken off the board. So never say never uh, type of situation. That's something that obviously we're going to dive deeper into. Personally, I don't see me changing my mind that much. I don't think there's a franchise keystone quarterback in this year's NFL draft, which means to me you're not spending a first-round draft pick on him unless you're talking 20s or 30s at the most. Maybe an early second rounder is, is different. It's, it's cheaper to move up earlier in the second round as well for Washington in the draft. I just don't think quarterback is the answer. So I think, yeah, I think you can expect them to get into some of these sweepstakes, right? Deshaun Watson uh, update came out. Houston's trying to trade him before the new league year starts uh, or get a, get a, get a deal done to trade him before the new league year starts and all that stuff. Aaron Rodgers, We'll see what happens with him. Russell Wilson, et cetera. If I have to look at the free agent landscape, Chris, and say that here's a quarterback, I wouldn't mind seeing Washington take a flyer on. It is actually Jameis Winston. And, 
I know a lot of people are going to laugh and they're going to cringe at that. And, and I get it. And, and believe me, I could be just basically wishing more pain and suffering on myself after covering for the first uh, five or six years of his career. But what I saw in new Orleans with Jameis Winston coming back after sitting on the bench for a year, learning behind Sean Payton, Drew Brees, and all those things and kind of having the game taken away from him just a little bit to look back, step back and look at it from a holistic standpoint was a smarter Jameis Winston. Not saying he never made mistakes, not saying he never did it, never did anything. You look at the interception uh, that he had against the Washington football team defense. That's a play that is kind of classic Jameis. But a lot of those things were starting to work themselves out. You look at this offense, and Ron, Ron kind of talked about this, Chris. Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel hopefully getting healthy. Ricky Seals-Jones, Logan Thomas, Antonio Gibson uh, trying to hopefully fix, you know, hopefully this, this fumble issue this year was a one-off and all these things. There are a lot of weapons around him. And the potential, and if he's willing to take the take the check down like we saw in New Orleans before he got injured, that bodes really well for Jameis. And unlike Taylor, Jameis is also sneaky athletic, but he's willing to use it a little bit more than Taylor seems to. Uh, but I think that kind of drives us right into our next conversation about what this win does to the Washington football team draft status. Yeah, and and you know that's a good question because we we don't as of this recording, uh, late Sunday afternoon, just being fully transparent. Uh, we don't have the exact slotting yet. We we uh, we are under the impression, based on multiple different resources, that it will either be the tenth or eleventh pick. That's where we'll kind of leave it, David. Which is a little bit lower than obviously they came into the week, which was at number nine. They had a chance to go up to number eight. So a win here, uh, while it accomplished some other things, it did cost them at least one, if not two, draft slots. So I ask you this, is that a big deal? Um, I think it is. I mean, that's that's a lot of real estate to give up in the NFL draft. I mean, the difference between top 10 and outside the top 10 is huge. And even if, you know, if you if you look at Washington, like if you're eighth, if you're eighth in the NFL draft, and again, this this board is going to change a lot. You're kind of in like the Kyle Hamilton safety out of Notre Dame type of range, and maybe you go and pull the trigger on him. Garrett Wilson, one of the wide receivers out of out of Ohio State. Chris Olave, the other wide receiver out of Ohio, Ohio State, should be there if you want to pair them up uh, with Terry McLaurin. You know, uh, there, there's there's a lot of good plays players. When you move out of the top ten, I think kind of the top shelf that you're going to get is like uh, Devin Lloyd, linebacker out of Utah, who I like a lot and actually think could really fit in this defense. But do you pull the trigger on two first round linebackers in back to back years? That's a little bit difficult. So it, it takes you back a little bit and. Even if you look at it, you're like 12, 13, 14 range is kind of where you want to pick at any way. Maybe DeMarvin Leal out of Texas A&M is, is your flavor. Trading back to do that is always going to be better. It's always going to be better. It's going to net you more draft picks for later in the draft. And this class is expected to be fairly deep in talent. So, yeah, I think the real estate you're giving up uh, by winning this final game is very, very valuable and potentially, you know, either cost you a, a much better player because uh, in, in a top-heavy class, or it costs you maybe two or three potential players that you can build on for your future. Yeah. Now, remember a couple of things. People say it's no big deal to move from you know nine to ten or eleven or eight to you know eleven or whatever. Um, I disagree with that, as I always have. Um, now, I would not sacrifice. I, I would not play for draft pick status if I still had a chance to make the playoffs. Once I'm eliminated from the playoffs, it's a different world. Remember, it's not only in the first round that you draft now lower. It's also in the second round, the third round, the fourth round. So as you try and move around the board, as you try and get those diamonds in the roughs, guys to fill out certain needs, holes, what have you, it's not only, again, the first round that's affected. It's also every other round 
On top of that, I would just point out, and defenders are going to say, well, look at what Dallas did last year. They moved down two picks in a trade in the division with the Philadelphia Eagles who wanted Devontae Smith, and they got Micah Parsons, so it's no big deal. Well, David, I I would just say this. It doesn't always work that way. Number one, you don't always land on Micah Parsons. Number two, what happened if Dallas traded down and somebody then traded up in between and grab Micah Parsons. Now what? Now what? Now you have to go on to plan D or C or or, or D or F or whatever it might be. So again, you're better off having control and leverage as long as it doesn't mean you're you're acquiring that in exchange for the playoffs. At least that's how I see it. Uh, Real quickly, the milestones that you were referring to, um, Antonio Gibson and Terry McLaurin, both over a thousand yards. Is that a big deal to you? Uh, I mean, it is from an individual standpoint, you know, you made a point on Twitter that rushing for a thousand yards today, uh, you know, in today's NFL isn't as big of an accomplishment as it once was. And that's been for, for quite a while, but I think for Antonio Gibson, it's your first year getting a thousand yards as a rusher on the ground. You look at some of the fumble issues he's had. The fact that the, that he's basically shown that there, there are some things he definitely needs to clean up. The turnover issue has to get cleaned up. You can't uh, try to consistently win with a running back who's going to be on top of the league and giving the ball away. But again, hopefully this is a one-off. But what he's been able to show that you can you can put the game on his shoulders and he can help carry you to victory, I think is incredibly important. Then for Terry McLaurin, I mean, look, he, this is one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. I think when you look at the production he's had with the quarterbacks that he's had, and the carousel of them that have come through here, the fact that he's still producing shows just how much talent this young man has. To me, it's like, give him something. Like, he's already says he's happy here and wants to stay here and all that stuff and talking to Santana Moss, and that's great. But show him some love and give him some things. Now, what I don't like with Terry is, is the fact that he played the entire game, especially with some of the throws that he was going up to get and some of the hits that he was being susceptible to. But, you know, he seems to come off the field healthy, so all is well that ends well. But yeah, I do. I think the Terry McLaurin thousand yards is a little bit more significant than the Antonio Gibson thousand yards. Um, you, you know, and and one other just quick like addition to the Antonio Gibson saga, if you will, uh, two consecutive seasons of ten plus touchdowns, which to me is more important than yards. And I know everybody views things differently, but that's the first guy to do that for Washington as a franchise since Stephen Davis back at the turn of the century. Think about that. Think about that. So congratulations to Antonio Gibson and to Terry McLaurin. We're coming back for a final segment right here of the Locked on Washington football team podcast with our players of the game and our plays of the game. Yes, even though the game meant absolutely nothing. Hey, Washington football team fans, this is Chris Russell. David and I have an incredible app that everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. Our listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app like we did in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus $0.25 per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cash back. And guys, with gas prices still in the low to mid threes, who couldn't use $0.50 per gallon off? I know I could. I know. I benefited from it. David did. You can too. Again, just download the app free. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get that 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank and 25 cents per gallon regularly. Some people who drive a lot are going to save as much as two to $300 a month in cash back. There's no catch. 
Cashback gets right back to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. Again, that's promo code TOUCHDOWN. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic bowl cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm personal price plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Wrapped up this episode of Locks on Washington Football Team Podcast. David Harrison and Chris Russell on Twitter at DHarrison82 at Russellmania621. The show at Locked WFT Pod. The Washington football team winning. And unfortunately, because of the circumstances of the season, it's it's coming across basically like a negative. Chris, but you know, the, we, we've been saying that the team, the players on the field weren't going to tank. The players on the field right. want to walk away with the win. And we totally understand that from a player on the field standpoint. We're totally coming from an, 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 an analysis standpoint, future of the franchise, all that stuff. And that's stuff that we get to worry about. They take way too much punishment to sit there and, and say, yes, please go draft my replacement right. uh, in right. the first round with a better pick. So right. that being said, Washington does win the game. They win the game by multiple scores. Um, so some good things obviously happened. Let's go over our plays and our players of the game, starting, Chris, with your play of the game. Yeah, so for me, I mean, I'm going to go with a guy who, quite honestly, I've been critical of, especially earlier in the year when I thought he was missing tackles, uh, when I thought he was terrible in coverage, really bad in communication, and he wasn't the only one, uh, But and then had the audacity to call out the media. Uh, I believe it was after the Week 4 win in Atlanta, but he has steadily gotten better. He's not perfect. Uh, but Bobby McCain, David, with a 30-yard pick six interception return uh, off the uh, rocket arm, the golden arm of Jake Fromm, which at that point gave Washington a 12 to nothing lead. You know, and ultimately uh, they would add more in terms of a touchdown and another field goal to make it 22-7, the final score. But ultimately, that was an important touchdown because the Giants then came right back and scored and made it 12-7. So, I mean, obviously, Washington would have been trailing at that point if McCain didn't read it, step in front, and return it again back for the 30 yards. Uh, Nobody's sitting here saying that Bobby McCain's going to the Hall of Fame or anything like that. But I will say this, that that play right there not only helped them win this game, but it also may have helped him sealed the deal on a new contract. That is true. We we kind of talked about that before the game, and I kind of made my feelings known about Bobby McCain. You could do worse. I just also think you could possibly do better, so we'll see what Washington decides to do there. That's obviously one of the most critical plays in the game. Like you said, the Giants come back. They score their only their only points of the game. They only touchdown in the game on Darius Slayton pass, or a catch, rather, from Jake Fromm for 22 yards. And then on the very next play, Washington answers. And that's something that we haven't seen a whole lot of this season, so it was good to see Washington come back uh, and answer 
after following the New York Giants touchdown, Antonio Gibson not only getting to the thousand yard mark on the scoring drive, but also uh, running up the middle, eighteen yards, pretty pretty easy touchdown for for Antonio Gibson. There, uh, pretty much puts the game out of reach. At that point, it's nineteen to seven. Pretty much puts the game out of reach. And and even before that, I mean, I think everybody knew Washington was going to win, but that really kind of put the final nail in the coffin, so to speak. And then my player of the game, uh, again, I love what he does for this team. I love what he's done in his career. Yes, I'm an Ohio State guy, so if you want to call me out for that, you can, but I don't think anybody can deny that Terry McLaurin easily, if not the best player on this team, kind of pound for pound, position for position, certainly up there, four catches for 93 yards on six targets. Uh, he he eclipsed the 1,000-yard mark in his first two receptions at two catches for 41 yards, needed 40. Again, I was on Twitter screaming for him to go sit down but he ends up playing, gets out of the game again healthy. So Terry McLaurin, my player of the game, honestly, probably player of the season for this team, but we'll get into postseason uh, accolades later on. Right, and and one notable thing, Terry McLaurin played all 17 games, which is the first time in his uh, brief three-year career that he's been available for 100% of the games on the schedule. For me, it's Antonio Gibson. Uh, I mean, again, this one's pretty easy for me. Uh, 21-146, the touchdown that you referenced, uh, a long of 27, the touchdown 18 yards, uh, some really good blocking, some good second-level blocking, some good combo blocks from the offensive line. A running back does nothing by himself, so we always keep that uh, in mind. But without a lot of help from the passing game outside of the contributions of Terry McLaurin, uh, you know, like to me, Antonio Gibson – did what he had to do. Now, the question, of course, moving forward, again, as he crossed the 1,000-yard mark, and we told you about the multiple years in a row now with uh, 10-plus touchdowns, is A, can he stay healthy long-term? He's been dealing with the turf toe for two years in a row. And B, can he get the fumbling issue under control, which was obviously a problem uh, this year? One thing I would say about Antonio Gibson, David, and I I know you know this, is he can run between the tackles. You know, like the thought that, He's just a slash and burn type guy. That's not what Antonio Gibson is, despite not being a natural running back at Memphis. He really wasn't. And he, if you give him a crease, for the most part, he's going to hit it uh, and hit it pretty hard. And a lot of times that's going to be in between the tackle box. Something to keep in mind. Obviously, there's more traffic. That means probably more arms, more bodies, more potential for fumble and more contact but I mean, that's, you know, you are what you are and you can't run outside all the time. So Antonio Gibson yeah. is my player of the game. All right. That's going to do it for us on this immediate analysis episode, guys, of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen uh, each and every day. Now make this second listen of the day, the Locked On Bets podcast. Your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Again, if you want to hit us up on the voicemail line, it's 301-615-3577. That's 301-615-3577. For David Harrison, who's covering the Washington football team, Brassi.com's Fan Nation, I'm Chris Russell, co-host of the Russell and Medher Show on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. We'll be back throughout the week with much, much more as we wrap up the 2021 season and look ahead to a crazy winter on the horizon right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? 
Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.